Coming together this morning on November the 1st, 2020, on the last podcast I spoke on the power of choice, and this podcast is devoted to the power of agreement. Both last week and this morning, the U.S. presidential election is central to our thoughts, and that's happening in all quarters of the earth at this present moment in time. So most of the world is watching and waiting for the outcome. They're sensing the importance of the moment. Will Joe Biden become the 46th president and become a conduit for the the tsunami of progressive ideology to radically transform the United States? Or will Donald Trump continue for another term and stem the tide of globalism? Either way, both victory and defeat will be of utmost consequence. And millions are lined up on opposing sides awaiting the outcome. But my purpose this morning is not simply to sit and wait or even to peer over the neighbor's fence and passively watch. The moment is too significant to simply be a spectator. I'll preface my thoughts with an observation made concerning the Roman Empire. And at that time, during the height of the Roman Empire, they said all roads lead to Rome. Rome was central to everything. Either by land or sea, all conveyances were either coming from Rome or going toward Rome. But time has eroded all that and replaced Rome with something much more important. And that is the Church of Jesus Christ, which he is building. We refer to this as evangelism. And for the believer, all roads lead to evangelism. And so this morning, the most important thing to the Christian is how events in culture or politics influence evangelism. Christians in America will be inspecting political platforms with evangelism in mind. They will compare political agendas and vote for the candidate who best favors evangelism. It's not partisan politics for the Christian. It's evangelism that matters most. 
the American citizen will vote this coming Tuesday accordingly. And for the rest of us, what should we do? Should we just watch the news and wait? Should we rush to news outlets and allow our hopes to rise and fall with constantly changing reports? I don't think so. We have a much more important option that is described in Matthew chapter 18. And I'll read in Matthew 18, verse 18, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you release on earth will be released in heaven. Again, truly I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about any matter that they ask, it will be done for them from my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Jesus connects binding and loosing, that is declaring lawful or declaring unlawful, on the earth to the power of agreement. This is active involvement in events on earth. This is not primarily political, but it has definite political influence. However, that influence serves and promotes evangelism. Candidates and parties are secondary. Citizens should come here before voting and then vote out of this place of agreement. And non-citizens should come here first and remain in the place of agreement. First, Christians must know the Word of God and the mind of Christ on all that affects evangelism. We must be biblically clear on what salvation is and how it is both received and maintained. Agreement with each other is powerless unless we are in full agreement with the Lord in the first place. So let's get that straight before moving on. We need to be in full agreement with the Lord and continue in that full agreement by choosing His way, by choosing His word, and by choosing His will. Then we should agree in specific matters that would be essential to evangelism. And we need to make that agreement with others who have done the same as we have. This agreement is best described as a symphony. There is no discord in the matter. We agree in harmony with the mind of Christ and with each other here on the earth. We choose the same thing at the same time and ask the Father in the presence of Jesus. He is where his name is. And we have gathered in his presence or we have gathered in his name. We speak aloud our agreement upon request. It will be done for us by our Father in heaven. It will be manifested in the earth. And as it is, evangelism will become central with all roads leading to it. What have we just done? We have declared certain things lawful and others unlawful. We have chosen the revealed will of God and spoken accordingly while in agreement with another person. This is the power of agreement. We have come to this place of request by invitation only, and the one who invited us is the one who is the way to the Father. We are not being presumptuous. We would be disobedient if we had not come. God is not willing that any should perish, and we choose to agree with him. Therefore, ideologies and doctrines of demons must not be permitted to destroy souls for whom Christ died. No one should be consigned to darkness until they have had an opportunity to enter into light. 
as those in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali saw the light of Jesus of Nazareth. May all the earth's population have an opportunity to see once more his glorious truth before the final darkness comes. And that darkness cannot come until his glorious light has been declined. Then the door of all opportunity will close. But we are not there yet, and while it is yet called day, we will agree together for evangelism in the earth, and we will agree together against all that opposes that great commission. If America has been established to promote liberty and true justice, to be unique among the nations, to experience the fullness of the gospel, and to share that fullness with the world, then America must recover that calling. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. There is power in choice, and there is also power in agreement. And many are using the power in those principles to destroy the original purpose of the United States of America. They have accomplished significant damage already. But the real power in these principles, that's the principles of choice and agreement, is reserved for the true church of Jesus Christ in the earth. It's time to arise and shine as we employ these for good. Limits are placed on choice and agreement that result in evil. These are strongholds intended to be brought down by weapons made mighty through God. I will share a story. I'm sure a story this morning that comes to me by way of personal experience. A man living in a city in which I once worked. He began to drink heavily and waste his hard-earned income. He would then return home to his faithful wife and young children in an intoxicated condition. And when sober, he was thoughtful and kind. But now, he was belligerent and nasty. He would demand food and then throw the plate against the wall while hurling insults and accusations at his wife. The children were traumatized. And all this was a result of his use of the power of choice. And soon he began to threaten his wife and physically assault her. He was now denying his wife her freedom of choice, and he was imposing his choices on her. She was in danger in her own home and powerless to defend her legitimate rights. Realizing that this was getting worse and must not continue, she finally called the police on a certain evening. Very inebriated, this man told the police that it was his home and his wife, and he could do whatever he wanted in his own home. And as he raged on, he reached toward his wife to punish her for having called the police. But his hand never reached her. He had crossed a line. He had forfeited his right of choice. Now law enforcement, with the power to declare lawful and unlawful, was focused on him. He was taken into, into their custody, removed from his own home and family. And he was now answerable to the law and was to be judged by it. And for a long time he had acted without consequence. He considered himself immune from consequence. He made his own rules in his own home. But now all this had changed. Law enforcement had changed it. 
there were laws not made by him that made claims on his conduct. And those laws had existed all the while, but now they were being enforced, and that changed everything. And I want to ask you this morning to think of this story that I've just given you, which is a true story, again, based on my own experience. And I ask you to view this story as a kind of parable, draw certain analogies from this. Ultimately, we are governed by the laws of the government of God. And many are acting as if they make their own laws and they can do what they want. They are imposing their personal agenda on everyone around them. They are denying all sovereignty of God, even while denying His existence. They are killing the yet unborn up to and including the moment of birth, and all this by the power of choice. They are concerned with the process of trapping rodents while viciously pursuing to death the child in the womb, the child who has been visited by God in the time of conception and endowed by Him with a never-dying spirit. It may be as many as 35%, some would say a little higher, of some groups in the Western, in Western nations whose babies are murdered in this legally excused procedure. The infant body tissue returns to the earth, but the spirit recently given by God returns to the one who gave it. All these millions who were not permitted to see the earth will stand on it with Job at the end. All these flagrant violations of God's law are continuing without apparent consequences. Why is that? The reason is because law enforcement is not standing near and enforcing accountability. It's time for that to change. I'm familiar with law enforcement. I understand both righteous and unrighteous enforcement. When we come to Matthew 18 and ask the Spirit of Truth to instruct us, He will. I believe He will lay it out very close to the manner we are examining it this morning. When we satisfy the terms and ask concerning these matters that determine the eternal destiny of souls, God will send law enforcement to enforce His law in the earth. And how does this enforcement operate? Doors will be shut that no man can open, and doors will be opened that no man can shut. Pathways will be opened to freedom for some that then those same pathways close in upon others and entomb them. Some eyes are open to see, other eyes are closed to prevent seeing. The newly blinded then stumble around while feeling for something they can never find. Goliaths are felled, chariot wheels are removed. God's holy angels are sent to accomplish the Father's purposes and enforce His laws in the earth. It's time for these laws to be enforced. Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2020 will come rather than just waiting for it. Why not stand in the power of agreement and find two or three who can stand with you? Agree with the words of Jesus by employing your power of choice. Speak your agreement out loud. Speak it out loud. 
Ask for spiritual restoration for the United States of America and pray as the Spirit leads for the enforcement of God's purposes in the weeks that lie ahead. And as we say these things this morning, we should also say amen to them. So be it in the name of Jesus. My purpose is this morning to close with a passage of Scripture from Philippians chapter 2. This passage concerns the humility example of Christ's humility. Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, complete my joy so that you are in agreement, having the same love, united in Spirit, having one purpose. Do nothing according to selfish ambition or according to empty conceit, but in humility considering one another better than yourselves, each of you not looking out for your own interests, but also each of you for the interests of others. Think this in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider being equal with God something to be grasped, But he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave and by becoming in the likeness of people. And being found in appearance like a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, that is, death on a cross. Therefore also God exalted him and graciously granted him the name above every name. It is this name this morning that we are coming in together, into his name. His name stands for who He is. And when we come into His name, we come into Him. And so to reread verse 9, Therefore also God exalted Him and graciously granted Him the name above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth with falsehood for the Goes by.